Alright, I'm gonna start recording. You can start recording? Well, kind of. I just roll it because it's sometimes the best way to do it is mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you a bitch. <laughs> Holy heck, we are back. It is 2020. I oh, am Steven. And I am Jazz, your friendly neighborhood brown feminine. 2020. Our vision's all clear and shit. I like it. <laughs> we are back in the new year. The podcast has started anew. There are new questions, mm -hmm. new events, new everything, all for you. Yes. And my role here basically is to man the audio and to ask the questions that Jazz will be answering. These are the anonymous questions that they have received since the moment that we announced that we were coming back. And there were a lot of them. <laughs> so many. Not all of them on topic, but I loved reading them regardless. What's your biggest fear? <laughs> Who do you trust the most in your house? What's your shoe size? <laughs> Can you step on this for me? All of these are the questions that Jazz... <laughs> Did you want to answer those? Should we have like a Patreon we might, exclusive? <laughs> we might need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Is this when you start your OnlyFans account? I guess. <laughs> now that I know that there's a market. Um, yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be back. I am a little anxious, um, which I feel comfortable sharing with y'all because I never want to depict this picture of, of health. I'm I'm not the sage... Uh, brown person with no problems <laughs> speaking to you through your car radio or what have you. Um, anxiety happens. It's very real. So we're going to try and get this episode um, out to you and um, keep it casual, very conversational and go from there. I think it's really cool that you're just admitting it right from the get go, because I think that that's true, both in advice columns and various other parts of media, that not only is the expert there, but if you're also an expert of color, you almost have to be magical right? Exactly. in order to have all of the answers where you're actually literally pen and tellering it and being like, yeah. look, this is how the shit is done. Yeah, exactly. Here we exactly. go. I can't be the magical Negro. I can't bagger Vance you through life, but I can give you, I can give you my perspective and hope that it resonates. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to get right into the questions or do you want to talk about the fact that you now live even further north in New Hampshire? <laughs> how does this keep happening? That's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> I keep moving north into New Hampshire, where it is getting whiter and where I, where people do expect me to be the magical Negro, which is interesting, considering the fact that I'm leaning on a, on a cane right now. <laughs> oh, man. Your voice just needs to get a little bit raspier, and yep. you need to tell me, like, you know, like, everybody falls. It's just you about how... It. Yeah, just about how fast you pick yourself yeah. up. You can make it, white man. Oh, thank goodness. I can re-win back my wife, leave that account, and you will mystically fade away. I will. Conveniently, I have no because backstory. I'm done now. Yes. Dear Lord. The magical Negro and the man manic pixie dream girl just disappearing into the ether. Man, yes. have, you, have you been reading my erotica again? <laughs> There needs to be a plug for that at some point. Your neurotica, I can't wait. I think that, that, I think that in truth, though, like 
it's true like all of those tropes all together it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's so dangerous i know that he and peel had their sketch about <laughs> <laughs> it's true about that but like honestly like it makes me obviously uncomfortable <laughs> to even acknowledge uh, except for the fact that yes i hear you and also <laughs> i as, just i gotta laugh i gotta laugh yeah we do yeah. it so we do not cry mm-hmm. or throw mm-hmm. Molotov cocktails yeah yeah either one either but yeah one. we're further up north now and we're about to move mm-hmm. to concord in a few months right. that's the plan anyway that's the plan i'm really looking forward to it i think that there's a lot of uh potential in concord really i'm um, excited about creating spaces for lgbtq plus community for people of color again like you know since i've moved to new hampshire the the whole deal has been just make new hampshire browner and queerer and so we're working on it we're gonna get it done i love it yeah so we were at the twirl fest the outreach Mm. event Mm-hmm. at the bank of new hampshire stage on friday yes we did a little bit of the speed dating there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like i totally fucked it up for you and <laughs> no. i'm so sorry um no it what happened was we had two brains trying to get from a to b um mm-hmm. and you know we i think that once we were able to stop and communicate for a minute we were on the oh, same track so smooth. yeah that it point. went so smooth people were actually complimenting the event mm-hmm. Um, people were asking when the next one would be so honestly i've got no problems i i feel like it turned out really well people were having fun people were asking me for help with the little brain teasers i left on the table and i was like listen i didn't vet these brain teasers you are on your own you can do it white man (laughs) you can do it white man oh man i had i wasn't gonna bag or advance the brain teasers because i did not know them yet i like how you outed the one cis male that was part of it no no not at all that guy was cool we we had a really great three minutes together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually yeah. Shout out to Sean. Sean was um, dope. You were I really enjoyed charming. Sean. Yes. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing is yes. on this pulpit now. I've talked way more than I intended to already. Now it <laughs> sounds like fun. I'm now it sounds like no. I'm fl- flirting through the airwaves. <laughs> hey, Sean, <laughs> what's up, bud? I like that flirting through the airwaves. Might be another T-shirt. That's right. Get- <laughs> this is just me sliding into your earbuds. Yes, instead of your DM. I like that. <laughs> you know right. what? Let's talk. Let's actually use that because we're actually talking about random encounters and things like that. I mm-hmm. have your first question for you. Okay. And we're going to do this new thing because I feel like we should have a lexicon for the suburban, <laughs> well-meaning white <laughs> that is your, that is on here. Mm-hmm. And when we get to any type of acronym mm-hmm. or vernacular that they may not know, mm-hmm. I'll be like, what? <laughs> and, but and, what does it mean what does it mean and then we will define it yes and then we will move on yes. you, none of you will have to feel stupid <laughs> then you'll seem clever unless you use well actually before it and mm-hmm. then in which case you get two demerits indeed indeed <laughs> okay so here's your first question all right and it doesn't go with dear jazz because this person definitely wanted to make the most of their word count <laughs> and it's like first mm-hmm. i'm afab Oh, AFAB representation. I like it. That's right. (laughs) What? (laughs) What does that mean? AFAB. Uh, There we go. A-F-A-B. It stands for assigned female at birth and usually represents represents those exact people. They may not identify with uh, the female term. that um, That may not define which category they identify with. But at one point, that is what was put on their birth certificate. Okay, it's that, as simple as that. 
There we go. All right. So first, I'm AFAB. My husband and I met at a play party and fell in love within months. Already, I like the idea that they've they've scaled their love and attraction. Like they're like within months, they went like yes. instantly. So I'm like, okay, this person seems like they yeah. That's them. there you go. Six years later, things have changed from an open and poly life to monogamy. We had a lot of talks about this, which were positive and clear. The switchover was more organic than planned, and it's been this way for two years. Then about three weeks ago came D. Oh, not their snap. real name. D is great. Hmm. Now that's a t-shirt. <laughs> Funny, flirtatious, and engaging. I like D. Me too. And I want to talk to my husband <laughs> about maybe... Oh, I'm so sorry, by the way, for the person that I'm laughing because I'm a fucking child. Um, <laughs> we, are, we both are. Sorry. I like D. <laughs> and I want to talk to my husband about maybe revisiting our stance on relationships. But I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, first off, I think that you already have a lot going for you simply because of the fact that you were able to have a conversation regarding the the nature of your relationship and your boundaries with this person um, when you decided to move from polyamory to monogamy. So I feel like there is some, there's an opening there for further communication. So you've got that under your belt. Second, you're able to actually articulate what it is you're thinking about, which helps a whole hell of a lot. Um, sometimes it takes weeks or even months to sort of figure out what it is you actually want to say. So on the communication piece, you're already ahead of the game. Um, but I can understand being nervous when you're when you're getting ready to potentially change something that's sort of um, been crucial to your relationship for so long. So it's okay to be nervous, totally acceptable, totally valid. Um, what I would do is, first off, remember that you already came from this place. So this is not new territory. This This person that you're partnered with is open to the idea, at least historically, so you're in good shape there. What I might do is find a time to sit aside where you're not going to be focusing on the dishes or your work or what have you, and just have a candid conversation. Maybe start out by asking your partner, you know, I know that we've been monogamous for however many years, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on on that and on uh, possibly not being monogamous. Like, where do you stand with that? And depending on their answer, you'll know if you can engage this this uh, idea of pursuing this D person. Um, but definitely, I would say, start with a conversation, nip it in the bud. Stephen, yeah. what do you think? Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at that. We're breaking all sorts of rules. I want to hear what you think. Oh, my God. Well, first off, as, you know, the fresh vanilla extract in this, <laughs> in this the mayo to your hot sauce. Indeed. I want to say that there's a couple things about this that I like, and then there are things that also I want this person to keep in mind. Like I said earlier, before I started laughing about D, um, I thought it was really important to say that they met and then they fell in love with a few months, which means that already you're somebody who guards feelings and maybe there's respect involved. Um, and it sounds like things changed from open to mon monogamous and you had a lot of talks about it, which were positive and clear. So if they were positive and clear, maybe the fear is the fact that you're actually feeling a real drive for this person. And that's awesome. But one of the things you got to make sure that you do is just tell your spouse already. 
And if you're in a place where you guys can talk about crushes and things like that, that's an important thing. Because if you're not, that's a warning bell. It, it means you guys seriously, if things have been going well, as opposed to well. I mean, don't make D a secret. No secret D. No secret Ds. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, I would also say just off the top of my head, maybe like taking your partner out on a date could be a great way oh, to sort of relax um, and take away some of that nervousness. You have a great day together. You have a great couple hours together, what have you. And then you sort of just broach the question. And I think I think that that's a great way to take a lot of the pressure off and just sort of mm-hmm. conversationally find out where your where your partner is at. And if everything is really that happy as you claim to be and like you've had all these positive conversations, then really like just being like, look, this isn't a big deal. But I'd like to talk about this. There's there's this sweet D out there that I'm checking out and they've been making some moves. And I would like to know how you feel about it because things are going so well. And have you ever thought that maybe the gates need to be swung just a little bit open so we can peer our heads out, see what's going on, and we'll keep negotiating as it moves forward. And, you know, give them, if you love them that much, your husband that much, just make sure that they know that tapping the brakes is never anything you were afraid of because you guys circled the wagons together anyway. Right, let us know how it goes. Yeah, uh, please let us know. Also, um, if it seems like I suddenly have any type of wisdom, it's because I fucking listen to my partner. So you should totally listen <laughs> we do to yours. You communicate pretty well. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go to the next question if that's okay. All right. Um, oh. Okay, I'm going to try to parse this one. Um, this is one of those things where, remember, one thing that we will never do here is we will never shame you on your grammar or your anything else because that's classist and weird. But if I read this and you write in later, hey, that's not the way I wanted to say it, we'll have that conversation. So here's the question. If you know your partner is getting unhealthy and they're not taking the sp- and they're not taking the steps that they're supposed to do to get better. How do you tell them? Because I don't want to be an asshole and I want them to be okay, but I don't know what to say. So this one's a little open because in re- in hearing your question, I'm not sure if your partner is aware of the fact that they're unhealthy. And I'm not sure exactly what unhealthy means in this context. Like it could be substance misuse. It could be obesity. It could be, um, you know, that they are, you know, engaging in risky activities. Like maybe, maybe your partner likes to like mountain bike a lot without a helmet. So it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to know exactly. Um, yeah, it could be also unhealthy. There you go. Um, so with with all that said, um, I think that generally, and, and I, I guess I'm going to put my mental health cap on, in general, when somebody is making unhealthy choices, it can be helpful to try and get to the root of, of, of why they are not making healthy choices. So is this someone who is for example, eating to compensate for negative feelings? Is this somebody who is self ca- self-medicating with substances? Um, is this someone who, you know, is willing to take risks when they're engaging with other folks sexually or otherwise? Um, you may want to try and have that conversation with this person and say, you know, I've, I've noticed this, um, 
unhealthy behavior. And as somebody who cares about you very much, I just want to kind of figure out where your mind is at at this moment. Um, and based on what they say, you can you can uh, continue on from there. But I definitely understand and respect the fact that you do have this concern for your partner. Um, another important thing to remember is that we can only change so much in the world that's around us. So if a person who is of age and is has their has agency and whatnot chooses not to be healthy, we can try and support them. We can try and nudge them into having healthy habits, offer our help. You know, if it's, let's say it's an exercise issue, you know, maybe offering to be somebody's running buddy or going to a yoga class together or what have you, that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, it's important to realize that you can only be in control of yourself and that person can only be in control of themselves. And I think the idea that you're worried about sounding like an asshole, maybe it's because you don't feel like you're the most articulate with your feelings or you had a mistake before, or maybe you're just really sensitive about other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have that awareness is really good. So just remember that. Um, I know that in case of certain things, like I know talking from experience with friends and things they're worried about whenever someone's having something like I, like I'm seeing like not taking the steps they're supposed to do to get better. So that means that there's might've been some sort of intervention already. Maybe It could be. Could and be. if that's the case, the then maybe acting vulnerable with this. And I know, and in, just in case this is like some like straight identifying dude who's worried about, you know, do, is this the right way to be? Maybe you give a little bit of vulnerability and say, listen, this is extremely tough for me because I don't know how to say this right, but you were told X, Y, and Z for your health and you're avoiding it. And I don't push on you because I love you, but let's fix this. You know, like whatever I can do to support you because I don't want to lose you. I don't want you to hurt yourself because I, I think you're great. Yeah. No, I think that's a really great approach. I just I just parrot what you say. So <laughs> like like all like all white men, I just take your idea. <laughs> and now people will be like, Who's that wise person? <laughs> yeah, right. like, These I, words are making so much sense. I'm essentially I'm essentially your, your You're my white filter. I'm your white filter. <laughs> I love oh. it. Here's one. Is age in a oh yeah here we go is age in a relationship super important and how do i get the nerve to ask someone on a date oh that's a twofer okay all right Um, interesting um so is age important in a relationship depends it really depends um are we talking about a 16 year old and a 24 year old because then it really really fucking matters <laughs> um if are we are, yeah, do it. yeah exactly either of you either of you are we talking about a 25 year old and a 45 year old it doesn't matter as much um at least in my opinion i can tell you that much i think that when we're talking about two consenting legal adults Mm-hmm. then it's more a matter of mindset. Can you relate to each other? Right. Or is this just some some physical thing? And if it's a physical thing, as long as both parties are talking about it, have your physical thing and enjoy it. Um, just make sure that you, you know, consent is key and make sure that everybody is on the same page. Right. But um, are there challenges when there's an age difference? 
especially a significant one, sure. You have an entirely different life experiences based on the generation that you're born into, Um, especially in a country like this that has that's relatively young and has had so many different things happen in that time. So um, I would say bear that in mind. But do I think that dating outside of your um, specific age demographic can be an adventure? Absolutely. Um, Speaking from my own experience, my husband is actually almost almost a decade older than I am. Like seven, eight years. He is? Yeah, look at that. That doesn't make any sense. But he's real cute, though. <laughs> and so it's pretty good. But. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's pretty damn cute. Um, but it works because I think we have so many shared interests and our maturity level is so close that it honestly doesn't feel like there's an age difference. It we doesn't. Both, <laughs> we both laugh at D. We both laugh at the D, so it's we good. Just, we, just <laughs> we just don't yes. even secret D. <laughs> but I think I think that is what it comes down to. More than more than the 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 number that is on your uh, driver's license, it's it's about shared interests. It's about coming together as two people or more people. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing with that is because we're, we are taking this from a relationship side, and you know what? I'm gonna even say this too, like you know, it, I'm taking this completely from the romantic side of things. Is like, no, it's it. I feel like it's if you're a grown adult and you can legally drink. I'm even a little bit more different. I'm like, can both of you legally drink? And if you can, fucking fine. Good luck. But like, there's a lot of things that maybe you just want to factor in. If you're like, hey, I'm a hard working person and I, you know, have a full time job and I'm thinking about family, but this undergrad is really turning me on. And I think that maybe they too would like to immediately settle down before that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it's very true. The whole point is, is that are you prepared for it to go for it to go away? And can you leave it better than you found it? Which is, I hope the goal of most of the relationships in a person's life, definitely regardless of romantic, Mm -hmm. platonic, what have you, hopefully you're hoping to leave this person. If you have to leave, leave this person better than when you found them in some way. But yeah, I think that you make a really good point. Um, when I was still out there dating, um, you know, as a, as a single person, it was, it was interesting because if I was going to go on a date, that was somebody who had to understand like, Hey, listen, I'm young, but I have kids. I'm in school. I got responsibilities. I got places to go. And if you can't respect that, then you got to go too. Yeah. You cannot (laughs) waste the time of somebody like that at all. Uh, Funny enough though, when jazz met their husband, they thought that they were older I did. I thought I was older than my husband. Because, (laughs) as we all know, alabaster ain't ain't plaster, (laughs) and marble don't crack. Uh And that was the thing. He's a Dracula. I am a very pale Dracula. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, he's cute. He's a cute Dracula. Yeah, they're 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 hot. You've seen them. (laughs) But like the, the whole point of this is that you know like. I mean, we fa- we we found each other. We we actually just talked about it on another podcast about yeah, how so we funny. met, and you know, conversations and commun- communication is key. Mm-hmm. Being able to check out, being able to be an idiot in front of your partner, I think, yes. is huge. Yes, thrive in your authentic self, and you know, the other members of your tribe will find you. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to give some advice to some of the older people out there when yeah. they're dating younger people about something that you probably want to avoid. 
you do have some wisdom. But if you guys are making out and you're going down on each other and having fun, maybe don't act like Gandalf to Frodo. Oh, God. <laughs> Expand like, on that. Like, it, what I'm saying is don't be the wizened I've seen it all. You're so young. Don't condescend the person who's kissing your oh, bits. that's not sexy. Don't do it, that. Because like, like, then you've already got a weird power dynamic going on that I don't understand. Now, if you don't get references and stuff because you feel old, that's another thing to juggle with, you know. But really, when it comes down to it, just try to have the basic conversation and realize that, you know. Yeah. If if, if it's more fun and it's more, like, happy for the two of you, then who gives a shit, you know, what your age is so long as you can both legally drink? Yes. All right. So there was a second part to that question. How do you ask somebody on a date? And oh yeah, is... we <laughs> whoops. <laughs> so and so I... after you hit those criteria, <laughs> Jess will tell you what to do. So, I mean, asking someone on a date, especially someone that you you may not necessarily have much of a rapport with, can be nerve wracking. For me, I can say that I definitely lean on dorkiness um, and 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 my sense of humor in situations like that. So I'm definitely the type of person who might see someone cute, walk up to them, and just be like, "So." You like bread and <laughs> go from there. Um, so, I mean, and, and you know, that that works for me. But, you know, maybe funny is not your forte or maybe like geeky is not your forte. I think you find what it is that you do and that you feel comfortable with and you roll with that. Because really asking somebody on a date is just asking for a little bit of time to get to know them better on, on a specific on a specific right. day or evening. That's all it is. So there's a. There's about a bazillion ways to do it. As long as you are being respectful and as long as you are ready to hear no and ready to understand no, then I think I think you're well within, you know, safe territory. And understand that people do have the option to say no. And saying no does not automatically turn them into like an ogre or and like it doesn't warrant like mm-hmm. a fuck you bitch, you're not that fine anyway right. or any of that. Like you can be embarrassed and feel hurt and that's, that's equally okay. valid. Yes. But <laughs> what you do because someone would prefer not to go out on a date, everybody's fighting their own battle. Exactly. You're mortified that they said no. Yes. They might just be like, hey, listen, I just can't do this right, right. now. Or, you know, I'm sorry, but I like D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could be... Any number of things. Not every no is um, some sort of attack on your on who you are as a person. Sometimes it's just not the right time. And you should be really stoked when somebody says no. Don't take it as a full on rejection because it just means that you've probably saved yourself a lot of fucking work. True. And I know for those people who are really shy and everything, it's like easy for you to say, "Yeah, it is. It's totally easy for me to say." Mm-hmm. I'm with somebody I love, but. You got to respect yes and no because you've you've got to know for real that the person that you're in Absolutely. a relationship with or that you're going on a date with actually wants to be there. Because think yeah, about how yeah. much fucking pressure is taken off you mm-hmm. when when they're not like you know being like, well, um, can my friend come? You know. And if and, you're yeah, if you're needing practice, ask one of us out on a date or both of us. I like dates. I like food. So send us a message. <laughs> we'll practice oh shit okay <laughs> you heard it here folks i like how you just hit your cane down on the ground uh, because, like yoda for emphasis because i am falling into the magical negro but for me 
Like, I, I'm being my own magical <laughs> Negro. <laughs> Did you just say you are your own magical Negro? And you can be your own magical Negro too. <laughs> White people, you cannot be your own magical Negro. <laughs> you can't. You can be a fairy godmother. <laughs> fairy godmother is good. Yeah. You can be your own <laughs> leprechaun. Yes. You can. You can actually find something from your own mythology to be. You Please can, do. You can be a mystery <laughs> wizard. But for all of my folks out there who 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 have African heritage, you may be your own magical Negro. You heard it here that's first. Good. Yeah. I think that's good. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next month. Jazz. Oh my goodness, so much, so much stuff. You want to talk about it? Yeah. Um, so, oh my goodness, it's March. So, uh, the first thing that we've got coming up is an adult spelling bee, which will be taking place at the True Brew Cafe in Concord on Oddfellow Square. Look at me memorizing that. Um, we're really it's excited. One of my favorite places to go. So. Yeah, we're really. I was just about to say we're really excited because it is one of our favorite places to go. Um, we would love it if you joined us. We still have some openings for contestants, uh, which you can find on the page Ask a Brown Feminine. If you look up my event, Adult Spelling Bee, um, and if you'd like to just be in the audience, that is great too. We would love to see you. You got to come out and support this, and it's going to be fun. And I want to say right now, there's a prize. There's a fucking there is prize. A prize. It's prize. not just that I'm the best speller that showed up tonight which is good good for you if you're the best speller but also yes there's a prize uh we are actually giving out passes uh a pass for two to the uh serendipity day spa um more details on on that on my page as well yep but yeah yeah we've got the adult spelling bee coming up We've got another queer babe mixer coming up on the 18th. That's March 18th. That is March 18th. That's going to be a load of fun. We always have a good time. Um, we've done a couple of these in Concord and have had great success with people meeting new folks and having just a great time. So if you want to come out to True Brew, meet some new folks, laugh, play some games, get silly, um, and then be able to go home and say you had an awesome time, please come and join us for the Queer Babe Mixer. We also got one more big thing coming out on March 25th, and it's actually something that I used to do in Cambridge, but now is a co-host variety act with the titular Brown Feminine. Uh, we are actually doing Belt It Out, and Belt It Out is both a performance and various other reading thing that we do at the pub. And the theme is Mistakes Were Made. I love it. And it's whoopsies, fuck ups, and oopsies. Um, we have uh, Kate uh, Willingo. Um, we also have uh, Katie Durant, who is probably one of my favorite essayists about really broken, crazy families and rebuilding and being awesome. Um, our dear friend Alice is going to be doing her own thing yes. there. We also have p somebody playing piano with a song that they're doing, and so we have dope. a couple other songs and acts that, and poems that you guys will dig. Um, it seems like, oh God, is it going to be a reading? <laughs> and the answer is no. This is a pretty lively event, and we're going to record it, and it would be really awesome if you all showed up. Absolutely. You can go to facebook.com slash belt it out for more information. Um, and then, what else do we have going on? Oh, for March? Is that it? That might be it. That's I was trying to take enough. it easy on March because February was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So do we have another question? You had three. I had three. Okay. Yeah. We're ahead of the game. I mean, unless you want me to read like one of the ones that we've like said no okay. to. Maybe I'll do a weird one. Yeah. 
right. Really? You, you, <laughs> so, okay. One. Before we close <laughs> off, we're going to do one of the ones that Jazz was given that we were like, it's That's not n- advice. Yeah, I think a lot of people just decided. They're just like, all right, I'm going to ask this person some stuff. Okay, what's the best compliment you've received? Oh, the best compliment I've ever received was probably probably started when I started the podcast. um, And people were sending me messages saying how much I had impacted them and that they were inspired um, by what I was saying. Honestly, like one of the one of the things in life that that means this means so much to me is just being able to help other people um so if my life experience or my education can help other people in some way i'm down for that it makes me feel amazing it makes it makes this grinch's heart grow two sizes if that's the same person i'm thinking of they got to tell you that in person true but it wasn't just one person i know which is pretty awesome oh why are you so special i have a special cup Oh, also, um, I'll answer this question for Jazz right now. What are you doing, smiley face? <laughs> They're recording a podcast. Look at that. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, this is wonderful. Remember, you guys, how do people keep asking you questions? Where do they send it to? So, I have just come upon a new app that allows you to ask questions anonymously. It is called Telonym, T-E-L-L-O-N-Y-M. And you can find me under the tag Brown Feminem. That's B-R-O-W-N Feminem, F-E-M-I-N-E-M. So find me there. Ask me things. And if you're somebody who just doesn't want to download an app, you can do askme at askabrownfeminem.com. Absolutely. Email me. We'll keep you anonymous. We'll get your questions answered. I had a good time. You didn't talk too much. You talked just enough. This has been fun. So check us out, please. Uh, Looking forward to hearing from more of you. Show up at events if you're local. And even if you're not, you know, shout us out. Let us know what's on your mind. We look forward to it. 